Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to share these casual interview chats with you all to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today we have Ella from Ella Mazur Creative, who is an Instagram coach and expert in all things Instagram. Plus, Ella is the founder of Ella and Jackson Swimwear, which she has since recently closed down. And we are going to be chatting all about following your path, following your dreams and the fact that it's not always linear and that is okay. Plus, she, of course, is going to be sharing with us a couple of Instagram tips. So make sure you listen till the end. If you are enjoying the episode, please do screenshot and share to your Instagram and make sure you tag myself at jess.williamson8 and Ella at Ella Mazur Creative. Let's get started. Hey, Ella. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Couch Chats. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat because... Our journeys are somewhat a little bit similar. We both started our entrepreneur journeys with swimwear brands and you've since pivoted and a few years ago you started your Instagram coaching, which is now thriving and you're doing so amazing, helping so many businesses with that. And I would love to chat a little bit about that journey because I know a lot of female entrepreneurs, we like to plan out how everything's going to go and it doesn't always happen that way. So I'd love you to share a bit of that journey in terms of, you know, what the thought process was and we can kind of chat through that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree. As an entrepreneur, you do, you want to plan it all out. You want to map it all out. And I think when we started Ella and Jackson, it wasn't such a saturated market yet. It was so much fun. We we loved doing it. And the the point where I moved to Adelaide, it started to get a little bit harder because, you know, the flights from Perth to Bali, where we got everything manufactured, is what, three hours max and it won't cost you more than three hundred dollars return sometimes. From Adelaide, it's a $900 flight, six, six, six hours, and it just started to get too expensive for me to maybe fly to Perth, then to Bali and back. Then also our sampling time started to increase because I had to go to me, had to go to Keeley, had to go to all these people, and it was just it, the process was starting to drag out too long. So that I feel like that was the first thing. And um. You know, when you're doing it for a really long time, you, you put up with it. You're like, oh, it's just it's just barley. Everything takes a really long time. And you're like, it's it's just how they work. But it started to get yeah. started to get a bit too much. Then when we launched our active wear, we sold out of extra small and small really, really quickly. So we wanted to reorder the stock. And when we went to do that, they had changed our contract, mid-contract, which if it was in Australia, you can't do, but you know, it's in Bali and they can do yeah, whatever they, they, can they, do whatever they want. <laughs> they changed the minimum order to 500 units. And wow. for a small business, that is, that was going to cost us $25,000. Yeah. And just to not, not 
have a discussion or even allow any leeway. That's crazy. Yeah. So we were at this point, we were like, okay, well, it's obviously doing well. We've sold out of these sizes. People are wanting more. What do we do? Do we reorder? Do I look at another manufacturer? And I was looking at one in Australia um, and I was looking, I was talking to them for a little while because I was like, it's just getting too, too much working in Bali. We've done it, done it for a really long time. We're ready to move on to an Australian based company manufacturer but the investment initial investment was going going to be a little bit more than the $25,000 it was going to cost us to make the reorder so we came to this fork in the road and we were like do we reorder do we go to another manufacturer and then I was like well we don't have to do either of those really it's going to cost us a lot of time and money and to be frank my other business is doing quite well it's so I kind of wanted to put more time and energy into Elements or Creative and helping other businesses with their social media. And what was that like when you change? You know, obviously, passions change over time, and the world is moving at a faster pace than ever, and people are changing their minds faster than ever. Mm-hmm. And you know, where what was the moment where you realized I really love helping people with their Instagram? That, so the moment, I guess when we were starting Ella and Jackson, I did all of the Instagram um, and a lot of people were asking me to help them with their Instagram. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll help them, helping them along. Um, and then when we moved to Adelaide, I got a job working for a really big influencer and I was obsessed. I loved it. I was there creating content, helping her speak to millions of people every day. And I absolutely loved it. And while I was there, I was getting so many questions from friends that had businesses and they're like, oh, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And then it started happening from people that I didn't know. And for example, even the removalist company that helped us move to Adelaide, they were like, can you help us with our social? And I was like, this is just like, (laughs) it's getting too much. All these these random people asking me to help them with their social. And I was like, no, like... I don't really have a business doing it. And um, my my good friend Elsa, she was like, well, why don't you start a business helping other businesses doing their social media? And at first I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> what do you mean I can't do that? And she was like, of course you can. And it wasn't until I got this job in Adelaide working for this big company that sort of gave me the confidence to be like, oh, well, maybe I can do this on my own. Maybe I can start my own business and do this. So I just want to quickly unpack that so everyone can sort of take those key learnings away. So what made you feel like you couldn't do it? Because you're not the first person to sort of think that. And what was the changing point in that? Was it just that you gained a little bit more experience or was it that you became a bit more comfortable with that idea? What really shifted? Because sometimes people have those ideas that they can't do it and then they never do it, which wasn't the case for you, which is amazing because now you're thriving. But I just want to unpack that a little bit as to how you sort of overcame that so that other people can hopefully take that away and implement that into their own lives as well. So it actually took me losing my job in order for me to get pushed into doing it. So it was it was it wasn't um it wasn't a bad departure but you know it wasn't emotionally wasn't great for me but 
I was left with pretty much no other option. Yes, I could go apply for some other jobs. And I was like, I don't really want to go back to working in retail. Yes, I've still got Ella and Jackson. I can still do that. Like at at that time, we still had it. Um, But I sort of was left with this opportunity and Bart was like, and for those of you who don't know, Bart's my husband. Bart was like, this is the perfect time for you to actually think about what you want to do with your life. He was like, I I can support us for a little while. That's fine. Like living in Adelaide is actually a lot cheaper than Perth. So we we were able to do that. So I was very, very grateful that he was able to support me while I sort of took the time to decide what it is that I wanted to do. And then I was like, well, all these people are asking me to help them with their Instagram. So let's, let's just do it. Let's start there. So one of those people was my mum. She was my first client. Um, <laughs> and then um, she actually referred me to her friend who's he's also still one of my clients. He has, he's got a big mining company. He's got a gold mine. So I started off not with my ideal client, but that is totally fine. And, um, it, it sort of went from there because, you know, you start off by word of mouth marketing before you really um, build that brand awareness and social media. So I started off with that. It started growing from there and I, and I really found my passion and I was like, oh, yeah, Elsa, you were right. I can do this. I can help other businesses with their social media. They're obviously asking me for a reason and I guess there's certain times in your life where you just – ignore all those signs and you just kind of like push them away and now you just really have to be in tune with what people want what they're asking you what the market wants from you and and go all in and do that yeah 100% I love that that's so key for anyone I mean it comes down to firstly you probably need to have a passion for it as well um, and find it super fulfilling but secondly it is. It's, it's learning to pivot and change with what the market wants, what your customers want. And we're seeing that changing quicker than ever. So I love that story. I hope everyone can take a lot away from it. So then when you got to the point with the manufacturing, mm. so back to the story, um, you know, with the swimwear, what happened next? Yes. So this, this sort of dragged out for a little bit. We were like, okay, well, we can't reorder. We're getting to the end of the season. We're about to – we're going to have to place our next order for our next collection. We're also sold out. So all of these little things just started popping up and I was like, it's it's just getting a little bit too much. Like I feel like they the, – the people that we were working with on the other, other side were making it too hard basket and we were investing so much time and money and it just wasn't – it wasn't fun anymore so Keely and I I think we cried so so much we were like do we do it I don't know like because we loved it we love designing design like designing is our passion and fashion is our passion like we absolutely loved the time we took going fabric shopping and sourcing and designing everything from scratch that was probably the funnest part but because we had been doing it for so long and we were like you know what we're we're a little bit at our wits ends um, and lucky we decided to come to the conclusion of just taking a break. We were like, look, let's, let's not rush anything. Why don't we just take a gap year and really think about it and think about do we want to close the business or do we want to keep going? Um, we've seen many businesses take, say, a sabbatical and really consider what it is that they want to do with the business. So we, we sort of started we started that journey at uh the end of 2019 we didn't 
release another collection and then it sort of got to February, March and we were like, okay, well, maybe we maybe we should close the business because both of us are just – it's just taking up too much time and money at the moment, um, especially finding another manufacturer. It's going to be a big investment. Yes, we can do it, but I don't know if we really want to right now. So we came yeah. – and this is when I was actually talking to Elsa um, – about it as well and she was like you're feeling so much guilt because you know you've worked so hard you love it but you you don't want to continue with it like you and you don't have to like there are no rules you don't have to continue with it and I think I felt so much guilt yeah (laughs) yeah and I just wanted to touch on that so you mentioned um throughout that that you know it was feeling all too hard and you know it is a huge investment and a risk but then also that you sort of were falling out of love with it or not as passionate and you loved what you did with it. And so what I want to touch on, obviously business is going to be hard. Mm. However, there's a difference between giving up when things get hard because guess what? If you're in business, it's not easy. But I want to just chat through that. So the difference between realising that this is maybe not the path that you wanted to continue on with Mm. um, rather than just it was too hard. So difference with that and I know that you made the decision that was best for you guys to be able to continue on and sort of it is a hard decision because it's like your baby right Mm. but what would you say was the difference or what do you what would you share with anyone who is kind of at that point where they're sort of feeling like maybe they can't do it how would they decipher between I need to kind of continue on because it's going to be hard Mm. or it's just not what I'm really passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And I look, the, even dur- in, during this business, there's been so many moments where it's been so hard and like, is this what I want to do? Oh, my God. Like, you know, when you're working with people all the time, it can be hard. But I feel like that's also where you have the most growth. That's where you learn the most. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Ella and Jackson, it was a very, very expensive lesson for us. Like the beginning was so, so tough. The beginning, we got scammed thousands of dollars. We invested so much time and money into this woman that was helping us to uh, create samples and manufacture and it turned out to be a big fat lie. So that was that we we had yeah we had a rocky start but it was we had the best time and we both loved it and it took us to so many amazing beaches <laughs> and beautiful destinations it's I'm sure has done the same for you yeah um but I, I I and again we were talking about this and we were like we do love it we love that industry but I think it, there comes a time where we we're in the fork in the road and we're like well do we invest a lot a lot of money or should we just put it on pause for now and I I don't feel like it's giving up I feel like it's just making a switch or making room for more opportunity to do something else so I don't feel like the door's completely closed especially for me for fashion like I studied fashion design that's always been my passion and I definitely think the industry is not done for me. Um, and I know Keely feels very, very much the same. Like she is completely obsessed and she's so creative and she creates so many beautiful things all the time. So I think also 
the swimwear market started to become really saturated, especially, I don't know, the beginning of last year, end of 2019, brands like Cotton On, where it's so hard to compete with, where they're bringing out really, really cheap but their quality is starting to increase, you know, their quality is mm. starting to be, and they've got beautiful clothes now. It's so hard to compete with that, especially when we're using recycled materials and they are quite expensive. Like the profit margin on recycled fabrics isn't that much. It's not great. And so with that, I guess what I want to share with everyone that I'm taking from this is that you've got to make the decision that's right for you right now and we often put so much pressure on ourselves to make decisions as if they're the decision that we're making for the rest of our lives however like you said you can go back into it you could start up another brand you could even continue another swimmer brand Mm. in the future if that's where you get to and I think if everyone takes away something from this journey which has been really insightful is that just make the right decision for you right now and I love that you took that as a pause rather than a full-on closure at that time because you guys weren't 100% ready Mm. for that and so by giving yourselves that space and that time to see what it's like you know um, it allows you to then make a more informed decision and really start to think it over. And we don't have to make rush decisions no. either. We're in <laughs> now culture where we feel like everything has to be now and we have to make decisions now and we have to jump on our new idea mm-hmm. now before someone else does. And I love that, that you sort of took it more as a pause so that you had that time to really think it through and ask yourselves, you know, what do we want to do with yeah. it? So, so many lessons for everyone to take away from that so far. I also feel like the fashion industry, there's so much pressure for you to bring out a new collection every season. And when you're a small business, I feel like you feel that pressure more because you're like, oh, spring, oh, summer, winter, you know, you, you have to bring out new stuff all the time. But so mm-hmm. for us putting pause on that, we were like, oh, okay, all right. We're gonna we're gonna take a step back and we're just gonna really think about it. We don't. It's also like you said, it's your baby. You don't want to rush that decision. And so, where are you now in in terms of that business and where you're going into the future and what are your passions currently? So, with that business, I have literally just signed the last document from ASIC, which closed the business. I actually wow. did that today. <laughs> um so it was it was actually a really good feeling like to have it close like that chapter closed for now um I definitely think we'll come back to fashion but I think it would be a different avenue I don't think it will be swimwear or activewear um we have a lot of different ideas and who knows we might not even do it together so there's there's lots of different things that could possibly happen right now I'm really focusing on my elements or creative business, uh, working on coaching people, businesses. I've got my course, but I have just started up a membership as well. So it is about Instagram and business because he is just a gun when it comes to business. He's just incredible the way his mind works. Never met anyone like him. And I feel like (laughs) he's just got so much to give. So we started it mainly so that he has that avenue to speak to people and, um, Yeah, I'm very, very excited for what this year will bring. 
Awesome. Well, that leads me to, since we've got you here, I would love to hear your top tips for Instagram and for small businesses on Instagram, how they can really utilize the platform this year. Yes. Okay. So my first tip, the biggest trend for 2021 is actually the same as 2020, but I feel like we only just touched on it and it's that's video content. So with the release of Reels at the end of last year, second half of last year, I feel like so many people are still hesitant to jump on there because it's a new way of communicating, a new way of creating content. But people really like to absorb information quickly. They don't have a long attention span. So I feel like it is the perfect way to connect with your audience. Also through story content, it's the it, video content in general is the fastest way to build trust with your audience because they can see you, they can hear you, they can get to know you. So that's my number one tip. Awesome. I think that's so valuable. And so many people are still kind of afraid of jumping onto reels. Um, mm. I've gotten some great traction myself from it and I encourage all of my clients to try and jump on there and do it. But what would be your number one tip um, if someone is still not quite there or not quite ready? Um, I know they need to get onto it now because as you would have shared as well, this is not going to last forever in terms of the reach. We saw it happen with yeah. stories. So what tips would you have for those people who are still thinking, you know, Reels is, takes too long or I don't know what to put on it or I don't mm -hmm. know how to use it? What would be your top tip for them? Okay, so I'll give you some examples of some of my clients. So some of the people that I work with, they are a little bit older, so a little bit hesitant, don't like new changes, don't don't really like, some of them don't like Instagram at all. Yeah. But um, something that I think will really motivate you is if you take a screenshot of your insights and you post your first reel and then you have a look at your insights a week later, I feel like that in itself will give you so much motivation to actually post it. And I think you'll find that it's so much easier and quicker to make a reel than it is to actually sit down and write your captions and plan out your content and book in that photo shoot. I feel like reels actually takes less time to create and it maximizes the reach and your insights will go insane. So I feel like there's just so many benefits of creating real content. Yes. Amazing. I think that's super, super valuable. So everyone go out there and do your reels. Um, and I hope you have all taken a lot away from this lesson in Ella sharing that real and raw story with us. There is so much that you guys can take from that and also get on to your video content because it's only going to increase as the year goes on, I'm sure. Um, and now is the time while those other people are still sitting there wondering how to tackle it, you can jump on and get the most out of it. So thank you so much, Ella, for all of your knowledge and wisdom to share with us today. And um, if you guys liked this episode, please make sure you screenshot it, share it to your stories and tag myself and Ella. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Awesome. Speak soon. <laughs> Bye. I hope you all found that super valuable and took away a lot that you can implement into your own life and business. 
If you love the episode, please do make sure you subscribe and screenshot and share this to your Instagram stories and tag myself at jess.williamson8 and Ella at Ella Mazur Creative. And we'd love to hear what you guys think.